It's here. The Recruitment Mentors community is now fully open. For the consultants out there among you that are hungry to progress, this gives you immediate access to a collection of new mentors, live learning, weekly events, and real-time advice. Follow the link in the show notes or go directly to recruitmentmentors.com to join the community at a lifetime discounted membership price that's running until the 16th of February. That means you all have two weeks to grab yourself a cheaper membership. You really can progress your career without limits inside a community full of like-minded professionals focused on growth. I look forward to welcoming you inside the community. Welcome to the Recruitment Mentors podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and this is another 15 minutes with a mentor episode and basically, in this series, we're going to ask mentors from inside the community seven questions in 15 minutes. I'm really excited to be joined by Mark Thomas. And before I ask you the first question, Mark, why don't you introduce yourself for those that may not know who you are? And we'll get into yeah. it. Cool. Yeah. Cheers, Tisham. Uh, pleasure to be here. Um, so, yeah, I'm Mark Thomas. Uh, work for Eames Consulting, which are uh, financial service and insurance, predominantly specialist uh, recruitment brand based in London, uh, Hong Kong, Singapore. Um, and I'm the technology and change business with uh, with a colleague of mine um, in, in predominantly a business development and sales focused kind of leadership role. Amazing. So first question. What Two. was... Your biggest challenge in 2020, how did you overcome it and what did you learn from it? Um, so it'd be very easy to say COVID, which obviously was everyone's biggest challenge. But um, I think for me, so, so a bit of context. So before I joined Eames, I worked at like a technology recruiting business for 10 years and, and, and ended up running that for a couple of years and then ended up moving on from there uh, just just over two years ago. So 20, uh, sorry, 2019, January. So and I joined Eames in order to, to run technology for them, but also to uh, start up a regional office. So uh, I, I don't live in London. I live in uh, like a small village out, out towards Swindon Way. Um, and so we planned to set up an office in Reading, which we did. So we, we set that up in, at the start of 2019, so two years ago. Um, and, and over the whole of 2019, I built that, that office up. Um, to the point we had I think seven, eight people. Go, everything was going really well. We had a really like nice devised plan for for the next few years. Um, to start of twenty twenty with a bang, everything was going really well. And then obviously COVID hit, and everyone was working from home. Um, most of the people I had working for me had only been working for me for six to twelve months. Some some uh, literally a couple of like a month or so. Something I think a couple three or four of them had started in January that, that year. So they'd literally been with me for no time. And suddenly we're all working from home. Um, so really the hardest thing was, I mean, ultimately went through a process to the point where we, me and the leadership team at Eames thought about what, what we actually needed. And, and given that we were going to be working from home in the future state, um, probably, I mean, half the time at least, did we need a regional office? So 
ultimately that meant that very quickly we needed to let some people go or two people had only been with me for a matter of weeks so so we 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 let them go because they were just going to be a cost and um so that was tough like having to let people go who'd quit quit a job to come and work for you you've told them during and you and you have to let them go because not because they're not they're not good, but because they're they just they just don't have uh, they're not going to make any money. They're just going to suck money out of the resources for for a couple of months, and then and then latterly to make the decision to actually close the Reading office. Um, so yeah, pr- pretty tough in like of, of, of all the things I've done in recruitment, let, letting people that we didn't actually let any of those people go. We we actually gave them the opportunity to work in London and be based from home part time. But naturally, some of those people didn't want to travel to London. Etc. Etc. So, I mean, look, what what did I learn from it? Is no matter how good your plan is, <laughs> something like COVID can come along and 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 completely ruin it all, right? So, um, I think the most important thing is, yeah, it's great to have a plan and great to have a long term plan, but you've got to be agile enough to be able to pivot and change, change and adapt and, and adapt quickly. And the one thing I can say, Eames did brilliantly, is they, uh, as a business, we made decisions really quickly, and some people thought they were a bit uh, hasty, but but actually, I think we we made good decisions really quickly, and it, it, it made it made actually us in a pretty good state now. We've made a profit every month since, so it's 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 been okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'd say it wasn't tough. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so next one, interested to hear this from you. So, what working from home tip could you share with other recruiters listening to this that has had a massive impact on your own productivity? Yeah, so uh, working from home, like I wasn't a work from home person at all before this. I probably count on one hand how many days I've worked from home in 12, 13 years. I just, I, I, I hated it. I've kind of grown to, to quite enjoy it. Um, I think the most important thing about working from home for me is is having structure, like have, having, a, having a plan. Like I always get up, shower, get ready for work as though I was as though I was going to work in the office and, and spend time sat like in the office, have lunch breaks. Um, I've just kind of got my by my wife pestering me is I've managed to like start going for a walk every lunchtime. It means I've got some structure to my day, a bit like what I would have if I was in London. I would go out at lunchtime, go for a walk, get some lunch or something like that. Um so for me, that's the most important part. Like that's the, been the change for me. Now I've got a structure and structure it very similarly to I am in work. It, it makes it a bit easier. I think if you don't have that, you can easily just become a bit demotivated and just not not focus on what what you what you need to do and activities you need to do each day and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with you on that. And I know there'll be different sort of channels that you use, but from your own experience, what's been the most effective way for you to win business in the last twelve months? Would you say? Um, so, so I, I kind of break the mold a little bit on this. So like I, I am, I am, I am, I'm certainly not against cold calling and, and, and being on the phone, but I also think that there, I think recruitment, people in recruitment get a, a little bit too bogged down on that. There, there's multiple ways of winning clients and some people are great at sending brilliant emails and winning clients that way and getting people on the phone that way. I, I've been quite good at that in, in the past, but you I mean in the last 12 months, the most important thing that's come to home to roost for me is the fact that I spent 13 years building relationships with people, and actually those relationships really come to come to the, the, the forefront when 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 times are tough. So you can pick up the phone and speak to people. Um, th- there's a there's a lot of recruiters, and I, I've seen a lot of them that are quite a few. Some have worked for me that that, that have a very short time term mindset. So they they only really want they and and that's partly driven by the way our industry is. Like they they everyone's looking for the next fee. Um, 
And so therefore, if a, someone, a senior person who's not relevant for a role that you're working, you don't speak to them because they're not going to provide you with, with cash in the bank right then. But actually, you've kind of got to think of the long-term compound effect of speaking to that many people. Do you know what I mean? So my, my attitude has always been speak to as many people as possible. They may not pay, 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 uh, give you an invoice or pay, pay any money to you right now, but, but longer term people remember those, those, those kind of relationships and those, not that long-term mindset. So for me that, that in the last 12 months, that's 100% been, been what's, what's paid dividends to me. People who I've worked with before who remember me, I've done good work for, you can go back and revisit. Not always the same necessarily if you're new into the job, but, start there's always a good time to start right yeah no I, I really like that so interested to hear this from you what what habit or hobby did you start in 2020 that you're going to continue in 2021 uh so so i probably just answer it's, it's it's walking like if you if you ask anyone that knows me i i, I just i don't walk anywhere like i, I get there i spend I, I'm, I'm apart from around the golf course um so my my missus would have asked me about a hundred times to go for a walk at lunchtime and stuff like that, and I just I just didn't do it. I hated it. I hated every minute of it. Um, but I found that in lockdown, one of the things that I was doing when I didn't have structures, I was getting to the end of like a Thursday, and I'd not been out the house for like four days or something like that. So um, so because I'm working from home, I just like my commute was about five yards from the from the, the bedroom to the to the office. So. Um, so that's the one thing I've started doing and, and I've got kind of quite into counting how many steps I do and and, do, and making sure I do like regular activity and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I probably begrudgingly, I'll, I'll probably carry on doing it in fairness. <laughs> quite, quite, quite enjoyed it, getting a bit of fresh air and stuff. Love that. So which do you think is better, the first coffee in the morning or the first pint post-work on a Friday? I don't drink coffee, so it's an easy, it's very <laughs> oh. easy <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't i don't drink coffee i'm not really allowed it doesn't really agree with me caffeine so um so yeah and i but even if it was even if i did, did drink coffee it would definitely be the point fair right so the next next one is is slightly different it's it's more of a scenario and i want for sort of to hear how you how you'd approach it so a particular business that you've that you've had on your sort of target target client list for over a year or a long period of time You've had a couple of touch points with different people, different hiring managers over that time at this business from, I don't know, some of them might have engaged with some of your content on LinkedIn. You might send a couple of emails, but through your candidate network, you managed to get one of their, their contact numbers, one of the hiring managers, and you call that person. They pick up the answer. They say, hello, who is this? And I want to hear sort of what you'd say or, or how you'd approach it. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, so I've never spoke to this person before. No, but they may have seen your name, like they, you, they may have engaged with some of your content or like you may have ended up in their inbox at some point. Like there's definitely been touch points for sure. Yeah. So uh, for me, like, it's funny, I was talking to this about uh, for our, uh, our head of training this morning. But um, for me, what I would do and what I've always done in this is, is try to build some kind of rapport. Like, and, and, there's, and, and actually a lot of people talk about how you do this. And I've had consultants ask me before and, and it's really hard to teach. But and, and actually, that the, the, I think the thing people mistake uh, get wrong is is that they uh, they try to tell them what things to build rapport on, and, and that's that's not the right thing to do. It's what's most important for me is to understand what you're interested in, um, and and make that something that someone else could be interested in as well. Find common ground. So 
obviously I would intro with with what I was doing. I, I, I certainly wouldn't go into some big long spiel about what Eames do and, and stuff like that because frank, frankly, I just don't think people really care about that. Like the, you, they ultimately really want why they're talking to you, who you are, and 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 if you are going to talk to them, what value they've got of spending this time to speak to you. So. Um, if they're aware of me, it makes it a bit easier because you 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 therefore can you hopefully have got some kind of banked rapport already because they know you a bit. But I, I always try to find some common ground. So like I, I think I just mentioned you before we were on. I've got a nine month old baby, which is a pretty good way to build 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 some kind of rapport with someone. If someone else has got a kid, they know what it's like to have a nine month old baby. But it, it's not easy. So especially if it's your first one. So I think for me, I use things like I play a lot of golf. I use golf a lot as a, as a way to, to people to talk about blokes who play golf, love talking about golf and sport <laughs> in general. Um, and, and, and just try to find common ground. I mean, obviously even like, I mean, you can use coronavirus and how I think I said to you, like how, how's, uh, how's lockdown treating you or something like that before we went on. That's it's a pretty good way of building some rapport. So that would always be my, in, that would always be my, my starting point to try and break down some barriers. Um, I think then latterly, I, I then try and try and turn that into a as much of a two way conversation as possible. So I, I don't really see client calls and candidate calls as separate. I think that's another mistake recruiters make. Every mm. can, candidate and every client is potentially the opposite. So I, I and, and it's amazing how many times I I've got clients off the fat back of speaking to people who were thought they were a candidate. So. I would I would actually enter the conversation and just trying to find out where they're at at the at the moment. So are they hiring? Do do they do what What are their problems at the moment? And that might be that they're looking for a job. If so, it might mean that the first call that I have with them, I end up talking to them about what they're looking for um, and 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 what job they they might be interested in. I don't actually even get to the point where I even make a sell um, because actually sometimes you're better off leaving that. So. Um, so it'd be a load of fact finding, and th- and then at that point you you need to make a call. And, and again, the biggest mistake I think people make is that they go for the close too soon. Like they they mm. they they have a really good call with someone, and they turn it into an awkward call by trying to close them. When actually you're better off leaving them with a great experience. They've just met a guy who plays golf, who's got kids that they really enjoy speaking to, and actually that who, who who might help them find a job, and actually just leave it as that and revisit it again next week. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's, yeah, really, you went on some interesting things there. So thank you. So last question. So sort of final question really is basically, I want you to sort of imagine that I'm a recruiter who's, I've set my goals for 2021. I'm hoping to have a more successful 2021 and I've written down my goals. I'm, I'm feeling motivated. And I guess what I sort of just want to, I'd be interested to hear from you is like, what would your advice be to me? that you think would give me the best possible chance of actually achieving my goals? So I think, so I think for me, it's, it's, it's about breaking them down. So like lots of people at the start of the year focus on this really big kind of goal that they've got for, for, for 2021 or whatever the year would be. And, it, and it's, it's, it's kind of, it's good to have, but it's kind of unachievable. So it goes back to a little bit, like I, I like to structure I have kind of daily activities that I absolutely must do, no matter what what happens, and I structure them into my day. So, for example, I always, always, without fail, uh, without fails, um, send five business development emails every single day, and they normally yeah. be be identified from a um, from leads that I've got the previous day or people I've looked at. That's just one example, but. I think what you, you need to come up whatever that big goal is, work backwards and figure out what you need to do weekly, monthly, and, and then factor it into that and focus on the week. 
focus on on, on having a hundred percent achievable week. Because if you focus too much on the goal, you'll either lose track of it and it'll become unrealistic very quickly, or or you'll backload it and, and really not worry about it till you get to the end of the year and then it's too late. So I think you need to break it down. I would I would suggest weekly and daily is the is the way to do it. Um and, and have that all those numbers figure up feed into the thing. It's a bit of an old school recruitment method, right? Work work backwards if you need to do figure out how many sales calls you need to do to get X number and work work backwards from there. But it works. It works for me 100 percent If I don't have a day plan and a structure and know what good looks like for a day or a week, then you've got no chance of of of, of achieving the the annual one because it's just too much of a bigger target. Yeah. Great. Mark, that was it. 50 minutes of a mentor. Yeah. Nailed it. Thank you so much. No worries. Pleasure.